Thanks for listening to Two Girls, One Plant. We're your host, Madison. And Jillian. And this week, we're talking about the genus aloe. You guys, it's time for another genus episode. I'm so excited for this one, y'all. This is is my wheelhouse. I surprised Jillian with this. Like, we planned this episode, like, a while ago. We always, like, at the beginning of each season, like, talk Mm -hmm. about what we want to talk about. Like, and I was like, yeah, we're going to talk about this this week. And really... I surprised her with aloe. It's awesome. It's like, it's such a weird surprise. I'm like excited because it's like work, but it's not like I'm so stoked for this genus. I have way too many aloes. It's embarrassing. You have a beautiful I like message people about their aloes on Instagram. I just Mm -hmm. had a conversation with Tori Prima. Do you remember when we followed her? She had like really, really, really good story about memes and stuff like that. She stays really active. She literally posted about her aloe and ended up talking to her about Aww. aloe for a bit. Like, I literally just want to talk to people about their aloe. <laughs> so, I'm stoked. <laughs> so, you guys, if you have awesome aloe, Jillian will reach out Send to you. Send me pictures. Yeah, please. Let's talk about it. I how, want to see aloes, not kids. How many aloe do you have, would you say? Uh, I mean, I haven't counted recently, to be honest, but there's probably, like, around 15 Wow. Give or take a couple. Yeah, there's a few of them out there. Dang. I know. That's awesome. One of them isn't technically an aloe anymore. It's a Kamara, but I still count her with the rest of them. Okay. Okay. But I could do a count. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it all in there. Mm-hmm. Well, we took last week off. Or no, I'm sorry. We recording in recording world. Yeah, we took last <laughs> we week took off. We took last week off and we postpone releasing our past episode which came out last week if Mm -hmm. you're listening to this so yeah we took some time off any kind of catch up you want to share anything what's going on what's new okay yeah this past couple of weeks I know I mentioned in our story that we've had like a lot of big changes and stuff it's just been really busy honestly I'm not working at the plant shop anymore which I know I've mentioned on the podcast quite a bit so I did just want to let you guys know that and that's okay so I'm kind of focusing more on the podcast right now which is really exciting and on Patreon so that's been one of the biggest changes this past week and then just focusing on my plants Madison saw my aluminum plant but they definitely have suffered a little bit with everything that we've had going on. Mm-hmm. So they've been getting some TLC these last couple of days. Yeah. Little by little. Except yeah. for the Aurelia. She's gone. That poor Aurelia. I'm ready to trash her. No. She's not even trying. Look at her. She's, I've given her everything. I'm telling you, I think you just need to move it like over here and just try it. I'm telling you. I bet you it's just like a different corner and it might just like bounce back. Don't give up on it. Could you imagine know. I put her there and she just like fucking flourishes? Yeah. That would be wild. I think you should. I think I think you should. All right, we'll see. I'll think about it. Yeah, but... just think about it. I, I kind of get it though when you're like at like past oh a God. certain point with the plant. You're like, I don't even care. I don't She's even want to try. so hard. I don't have fussy plants. Mm, My plants are troopers. She's not a trooper. Yeah, you do have like plants that are like... Yeah. Ride or die type plants. She goes glamping. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, <laughs> that's not me. Yeah, I get that. I get that for sure. How have you been? Good. Busy. I'm getting ready for an interview at work, which, you know, kind of like different parallels, I feel like, totally, with like yeah. our professional lives and like our day jobs. But, you know, I'm, I'm still excited and I'm trying to like, it's, it's like a total like mind fuck preparing myself for it. Because, like, you know, in past, like, interviews, I'm just, like, keeping the bar low for myself. Keeping the bar low? What, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. So, like, in Shoot the, for the fucking moon, Madison. Totally. What are you doing? No. So, in the past, I would be like, oh, if I don't get, you know, this promotion or get hired for this job, it's fine. Like, I'm fine. I'm not dead inside. It's fine. And I would say that to people and... In the interviews, I noticed I was not confident and I did not interview well, thus not getting the job. And I'm going into this interview and the last interview I did where I did get the position I'm currently in, I'm definitely like, I was a lot more confident. I was, And this time I'm just like kicking ass and taking no names and just mm-hmm. being really confident. If I can't speak to a certain question, I'm just be like, you know what, I don't really have a great answer for that. And that's something that maybe I'm going to have to work on. And with getting this position and really challenge myself 
But, you know, luckily I have my boss. Shout out to him. He started listening to the podcast. (laughs) Which is, like, kind of funny. Honestly, I love your work friends. (laughs) Every time I meet one, I'm just like, oh. Yeah, they're awesome. But he started listening, and he's been nothing but great, like, giving me helpful advice, getting me ready for this interview. So, anyway, there's that. And then we we hung out last week. So, we were, like, we were going to record. Yeah, we had planned to. And we, like, you know... Just shit kept happening. And then, like, obviously, like, you know, I, we've been, you know, you specifically have been so wonderful as sharing things about what's happening in Cuba right now. And, you know, I'm so appreciative of someone like Jillian who shares this information. I read the information and it's a lot of hard information to digest, um, but it's still really important information to know about. So Jillian's been really great about that. But I think with the pressure of the world and then just everything happening in our personal lives, we were just like, we need to take a week off. We were feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. Yeah. So we got fucking vegan van. We got sugar bakery. We went to the park and had a picnic. Madison had a blanket ready. We Mm -hmm. just like laid out under some trees. It was gorgeous out. Yeah. We watched some cute little, cute little prom queen take some pictures. Yeah. We think it was like her quinceanera. Yeah. It was probably your quinceanera or like her sweet 16. She looks super young. She was definitely there with like her mom and her sister. Mm -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. adorable. So, yeah, it was so, so relaxing, which was exactly what we needed. And then we went shopping, which is always lovely. And we did not go to a plant shop. Like, no, you guys. no, not plant shopping. We went, like, stuff shopping. We went like, to, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What to, it was, like, knickknacks and shit. But we went to, like, Awakening Boutique. Mm-hmm. And we went to Hope Tank. And we mm-hmm. went to, like, a bunch of cute little shops on Broadway here in Denver. Yep. So it was it was honestly, like, such a nice way to just relax. Yep. And kind of refresh for this week. Yeah. I, I feel like we definitely mm-hmm. needed it. And it was just so nice just to chill. And yeah. I like you guys, again, food. I love talking about food. I oh, love God. I am the friend. I am the friend who does not want to go on hikes with you. I am the friend who does not want to go do outdoors thing. I am the friend who wants to get drunk at brunch and try new food places like that. <laughs> I am your bitch. I am your ride or die for that. If you're like, let's go, let's go on a hike. Let's go do a 14er. I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I just want to eat. I just want to eat. If there's really good food on the hike, maybe you can maybe. convince me. Maybe. But if you want to eat in a picnic under the trees, you want to eat. Mm-hmm. Oh God, you want to go through the drive through but it yep. is fire. <laughs> let's do it. Like, I just love food. So obviously we get along very well. Yeah, exactly. It was awesome. Look, I didn't get this body. <laughs> Hiking 14ers, no, okay? Man, we had to work for this. <laughs> I had to eat a lot, okay? And that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, that's been my week. And I'm excited to do, be doing this episode because, like, we we were like, okay, what kind of genus do we want to tackle next? Yeah. We've and done like, quite a few now. And we've done a lot of erasier-type mm-hmm. Genus has which is great but we can say a racier now so it's time to try something new <laughs> so i'm excited to talk aloe and if you have listened to our previous episodes where we have like our in our genus series we break it down you know into the class part so like the taxonomy we break it down and then we talk about caratifs we talk about different species we talk about species we love we talk about interesting facts in the genus and what really sets them apart from other plants Mm -hmm. and maybe plants that are really similar like monstera and um, philodendron very similar plants but very different characteristics so we really try and dive into it so if you haven't already go listen to our past genus episodes they're like one of our most popular episodes, I would say. Yeah, they really are. You guys love them, which is great because we have a lot of fun trying to do them. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well, let's get into the class order, all those things. So obviously, kingdom, it's a plant. Duh. We have not talked about class, I don't think, in the past before. We've always like skipped straight to order. So this one, we're going to talk about class and it's in the lily opsidae. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> Can you help me? I I mean, you were close. You just added a vowel. I like did. maybe lily opsida. I lost my lily opsida. Lily opsida. Lily opsida. Lily opsida. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. It is technically like the, um, 
the class has like your orchids, your lilies, all those plants are in it. Grasses, palms. Oh God, there are dogs coming in and an Alex. <laughs> oh, that's right. I stole the Pepco. I'm sorry. That's, that's Mubby. I did. I did take that. Just slowly back out. <laughs> okay. Slowly back you. out. Go, go, go. Sticky, go on, Baba. Oh my gosh. Go on. You guys get upset as soon as he closes the door. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, so so this class has something specific and it's called Codal Codaladons. Mm, Codaladons. Cotyledons? I think they're cotyledons. Cotyledons. That sounds better. <laughs> um, and basically what that is, it helps supply the nutrition to a plant embryo that needs to be germinated and becomes established. So that's kind of what that means, but it's just the class and all those different plants that fall into that class. And then next... It goes into order. So the order is asparagus. Which we have mentioned before when we talked about Sansevieria. Hey. But... Technically, it's called Dracaena. Right? Yeah, Dracaena now. Me, yep. me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's the order. And it essentially means kind of like what we talked about in our Dracaena or our Sansevieria episode, <laughs> that it goes through a process called anomalous secondary growth, which is a really fancy way of saying that it can create new bundles around the main stem through a thickening process. So it almost creates kind of like a trunk. It's not exactly a trunk. It doesn't reach the same heights as like massive trees and tall dicots, but it does get pretty tall. So these are plants like dracaenas, like yuccas, like cordylines are a really good one. Anything that kind of grows in almost trunk-like shape mm-hmm. and gets taller. So there are some aloes that are known to do that, even though most of the ones that we see like aloe vera are pretty stemless. An important part of that process is the meristem. And you may have heard us mention like the the apical meristem before because people will tell you to like cut the end off so that it'll mm-hmm. branch more. So it's basically because the meristem is that specific type of tissue that's found in the plant that is undifferentiated. So it's capable of becoming different types of cells, almost like stem cells in people where they're undifferentiated and they don't have like an assigned job yet. So the meristem is basically at the very tip and still has the chance of becoming leaves, the stem, whatever it is as it develops. Yeah, that's a great way of explaining it. Yeah, that's actually a really good correlation to stem cells. I like that comparison. Mm -hmm. Next is family and it is asphalt. Okay, I sounded like I said asshole. <laughs> Let me hold on. Give me, give me a second. Jillian, editing Jillian, edit this out. Me trying to pronounce this. This is editing Jillian to say I chose not to. Sorry. Asphodelaceae. Asphodelaceae. So the family is Asphodelaceae, and there we go. And I just needed a couple times getting it yeah, out. That's not bad. <laughs> So the members of this family, they're very diverse, and we may recognize some of the subfamilies within this family, and we'll get into the subfamily here in a second. But, you know, the aloe does fall in this family, and the presence of, and this is a hard word to say, but is anthroquinonus is one other common character. The flowers, which is also known as inflorescence, um, are typically born on a leafless stalk, which arises from a rosette of leaves. And we've talked about rosettes and like different growing patterns that um, I think it was mostly the sands of area that we spoke about this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very prevalent in that. And then the individual flowers, or again, the inflorescence, have jointed stalks, which are known as um, pedicels and a disc of woody tissue. So that's kind of like the big family of it. And then it breaks off into these three subfamilies. And I think, so it goes aloe, and then I think yucca is another one. And then there's one that's like starts with an X and it's like a really, really long name. And I was like, I can't get into that. (laughs) Oh my God, I love that. (laughs) So the subfamily, and this one has very similar sounding to the family name. Do you want to try and say this one? Uh, Asphodeloidae. There you go. Yeah. Asphodeloidea. That's the best I got. And it basically is just characterized by that secondary growth by means of a secondary thickening meristem. Yep. So 
again, just kind of the the way that the rosettes grow yeah. up. Yep. And it goes into the genus Aloe. So, yeah, pretty cool. Obviously, there are a lot of characteristics that bring all of these plants together from the way that they grow to the way that their flowers really push up out of the rosettes and have almost like a little stem of their own. So it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool little bunch of plants, even though they're not aeroids. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, we're trying to get into the aerids. We want to discover more yeah. aerids in our genus episodes. So let's talk care tips. I kind of want you to really like be our care tips guru with this because like your aloe are so beautiful. Let's kind of like break it down into like the categories. And then I want to hear about like what you do for your aloe. Okay, so let's talk lighting. Yeah. So for lighting, most aloe honestly don't need like super, super full sun. In fact, like really bright indirect light or like some softer morning or evening light is perfect, especially if you just bought it from the store or it's more juvenile. That being said, You can totally acclimate them to more light. And as they get older, they'll appreciate more and more sun. So my aloe vera at this point is very much in like full southwestern facing sun. Has a little bit of sun stress on the ends, which I particularly love. So you can get away with a lot of different lighting conditions. And if you put it in low light, it'll definitely get leggy. So similar to Sansevieria, where you're not really seeing it the way that you are with some other succulents you'll notice that the leaves are growing just a little bit further apart. So Mm. where they kind of knot together in the middle, you'll have bigger separations between the knots. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. Daryl Chang from the Houseplant Journal actually has a really, really cool uh, kind of comparison he did. I'm pretty sure his is with the Sansevieria, but it's the same growth pattern in the rosette. So you can really see the different lighting conditions that he's had it in. So I'll try and share that picture, but that's kind of what it means by it growing leggy. Um, And that's what will happen when people put their aloes in like lower light and then it grows too fast and they like fall over. Mm, Yeah, You know, it's just too leggy too fast. So it just literally can't hold itself up. It just needs more light. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Dang, mine's like very much in low light. Don't you have everything under grow lights? Not my aloe. Oh. <laughs> I should actually put it under my grow lights. Yeah, you should. You I don't so know many. why I haven't actually. I think I just like it on my mantle. It's just like it a mantle It just looks piece. good. Yeah, yeah, it just looks. Yeah. Maybe I should be nice to it and move it. Anyway, uh, let's talk. Okay, so temperature. It's very similar to like your succulents, mm-hmm. like in your other like aeroid plants, like between 55 and 80 is like very doable and what is to be expected with your aloe plants. And that's really the temperature in a lot of our homes. So totally fine. And during especially the spring to late summer months, you can bring your aloes outside But do bring them back in as, you know, the nights start to get cold. I would say if you are going to bring your aloes outside, what I've seen with other people do shock it where it is getting sunburnt. Yeah. And definitely aloes can get sunburnt. Oh, yeah. You have to acclimate it. Mm -hmm. And remember that, like, outside full sun is different from, like, in a window full sun. Yeah, definitely. Like, you're getting a lot less light in that window. Yeah. So just be aware of that. And, like, especially if it's, like, it is so hot everywhere, especially right now in our country, Mm -hmm. everywhere. So just be kind of wary of that just with the heat. Um, Just be careful of it. Maybe, like, a good shady spot would be nice putting Mm -hmm. it outside. But I would would be just kind of, yeah, like Jillian said, acclimate. Yeah, totally. I always say, like, if you're comfortable outside in a t-shirt, like, it's comfortable. Mm, But if you need, like, a sweater or if it's, like, too hot for you, they're not comfortable either. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Same with, like, leaving in your car. People would like to leave stuff in their car, and it's, like, if you couldn't be in your car for that amount of time, they can't either. Yep. As far as fertilizing, they really don't need much. One of the reasons they're my faves. So, fertilize sparingly, definitely no more than once a month. A lot of websites will say, like once or twice a year just during the summer months definitely less is more they don't need a ton you know especially if you just bought it from the store and it has slow release fertilizer or whatever's Mm -hmm. in there like less is more don't worry about it for a little bit and when you do use it just really dilute it so if you have you know houseplant fertilizer just don't use 
full strength on your aloe or any of your succulents, really. They just don't need the same amount of nutrients that your tropical plants do. Yeah. So dilute it a lot and then just kind of go from there. And we kind of talked about this right before we started recording. And this has, like, been an interesting thing talking about. Yeah. Um, so... Really, it's kind of like our other plants that we have in our collection. You want to be fertilizing in early spring, early summertime. Mm-hmm. And we were always under the impression that aloes go dormant in the summertime. And then they have their growing season in the winter. Right? Like, that was something that we thought we knew. I thought, yeah. Um, like, Haworthia and Gasteria, too. Like yeah. It's a handful of them. And we've talked about it, I think, a few couple times in past episodes. But it, it the answer is both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it varies species to species in our findings when it comes to dormancy. Um, Because everybody is saying it goes dormant in the summer and then it says in the winter. Like we're looking on like Bloomscape, the still, like all these different websites are saying very different things. So I think what it comes down to is your species and just be observant of your plant. If your plant is showing signs of growth, fucking fertilize it and it's not dormant. That's what that means. So if you're just being observant and you know it's dormancy pattern, great. But, you know, I think that's something, a good call out for us that, like, we don't know <laughs> everything and yeah. information changes, especially as we are learning more and more about, like, our own plant parenthood. But, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. So, definitely don't be scared to fertilize it, you know, if it's grown. That's what I always say. No, <laughs> exactly. Be observant. Don't trust the internet. Just just trust your plant and your instincts. You You got this. And also, like, if you want to fertilize in the fucking winter, fertilize in the fucking winter, like, pop off. I mean, if she's flowering, she's growing. Yes. Yeah. Do what she needs. We talked about that in our uh, Plant Mythbusters episode. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Miss H2O. Watering. All right. So, when you do water your plants, I know they're succulents, but, like, don't just give them a little dribble. Like, please thoroughly soak it until it is coming out of the bottom. That's not how you overwater your plants. Overwatering is when it's just sitting in that moisture for too long. So it should be in a soil that's going to dry out at a relatively reasonable rate. And it's not just going to sit soggy for two weeks. So you can give it a good soak. It's fine. Just don't water it, you know, every week. Let it really dry out before you give it another watering. I personally actually like to look at the aloe. So especially for like aloe veras that have really big fleshy leaves, If you just watch it, her leaves will literally like deflate a little bit and they'll indent in the middle first. So you'll get like a really good divot in the middle when she's thirsty and she'll be really full when she's watered. So you'll see people with aloes with leaves that are like bent in the middle Mm -hmm. and they like can't hold themselves up. It's almost always overwatering because there's so much water in the cells that they are losing their structure. So if you just wait until your aloe kind of gives you signs... You're usually pretty good. I can post some pictures, but that's pretty much how I water all of mine. I just keep an eye on them. And I have overwatered one because it just sat wet for too long. Mm, so, okay. I know that was a bummer. I ended up like, give, I had babies from it. So it wasn't like a total loss, but yeah, definitely best to just watch the aloe so that you kind of know what she needs. So, yeah, just let it dry out in between waterings. Water deeply when you do water. Should be good to go. Yeah. What do you think? I feel like with a lot of aloes, they don't need humidity. They're often found in these very arid climates. Do you feel like it's something that humidity helps maybe its growth or you're just kind of like, meh, don't, I don't worry know about if it. it matters. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I it does either. I don't think it does either. Yeah. Don't stress it, you guys. It's cool. Yeah. She, do, she don't need it. She does not need to go in the Ikea greenhouse cabinet. No, she really doesn't. <laughs> Save that space for plants that don't appreciate oh, okay. it. Yeah, exactly. So, mention arid climates. Mm-hmm. So- This genus is native to tropical and southern parts of Africa, Madagascar, Jordan, the Arabian Peninsula, Mm -hmm. and different islands that are found in the Indian Ocean. And over time, like this is like where they're native to, but a few species have become actually naturalized in different regions. So parts like next to or on the Mediterranean Sea or India and Australia, um, certain parts of America, even Hawaii. So over time and what naturalized really means and correct me if I'm wrong, but 
naturalized means is that, you know, that plant was brought over almost like an invasive species and it's just kind of become part of the ecosystem. Yeah, she adapted and yeah. made it home. Yeah. So it's not necessarily so invasive where it's just like it just became like a natural part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just kind of fit in and ended up growing <laughs> in more places than we expected. And yep. people keep breeding new aloes. So they keep yeah. breeding aloes that can tolerate different conditions. So yeah. that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Okay, so we love talking about like their different like characteristics and what makes like aloes super fun. So most aloe species, like I said earlier, like they come in like, they grow in like a rosette and they're like super large. They're super she thick and they're fleshy. Kind of like what was Jillian talking about when like checking for watering, like super fleshy. You can kind of like almost bounce them or like squish them between your fingers. Aloe flowers are again, the inflorescence are tubular. Yours is still flowering or your big one? My big one isn't flowering anymore. Okay. Big Mama, she's not. Um, oh but I have a little white one that's about to. I can show you the oh. tiny bud it just okay. started. Okay. So they're tubular, so which means they literally shoot up this giant tube, and then the little flowers come out. And usually they're like yellow, pink, orange, red. They come in in various of colors, and they're like a little cluster. So again, it goes back to the class of it being in this um, class of like it's called. Oh my gosh, I can't say it. Lilio os Lilio Liliopsida. Nice. That was a good one. Was that a good one? Yeah, okay, Liliopsida. Which again has like lilies and orchids in that same class. So it makes sense for the way that the flowers look when the aloe, like that's kind of what I think. I think they also look very similar to Dracaena flowers too. Like the same with all the little bits of flowers all around it. Mm -hmm. It looks like it was made for like hummingbirds or something. Just something cute to come in like because they're so tall. Yep, very easy for pollinators. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I agree. And then many species of aloe, they look like they don't have a stem to them, but with the rosette growing directly at ground level, other varieties may have like had a branch or unbranched stem, which the fleshy leaves spring from. Yeah, and I know that sounds weird, but but they they literally look like little trees. Yeah, they're they're very similar to Dracaena and yucca. Even if you haven't seen that. And they're also like climbing aloe and things like that that are pretty popular. Yeah. So you can kind of see their trunk a little more there. But yeah, they're the type of plant that will naturally lose lower leaves. Like that's how she develops that Mm -hmm. little trunk. So as she loses her lower leaves, like don't freak out. That's kind of the natural pattern of things. And there is a lot of variation in the way that the leaves can look. So as much as they're fleshy, some of them are a little thinner or thicker than others. Some of them will vary in different colors from like grays to greens. I have one that turns like really red. I have a couple that turn really red in the sun. A lot of them will have different spots, almost like spikes. They're not spikes, but like like hot topic spikes. You know what I mean? Like little uh-huh. like little bumps <laughs> and things. So there's a lot of different variations to the leaves that they can have, tons of different patterns and cultivars. So yeah, they look really beautiful and a lot of them almost look like teeth because of that kind of rosette pattern and all the little little hot topic spikes. I wish I had a good name. I'm sure that there's a I scientific exactly term for that. exactly what you're talking about though. It's like that little like bloop thing, spiky, like yes. squishy that you got like on bracelets or like belts. Yes. I know exactly what no, you're exactly. talking about. Any, oh any kid who shopped at Hot Topic in the 2000s knows yep. what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Know okay. what you're talking about. I love that. <laughs> okay. So aloe itself. So let's talk about the name aloe. So aloe comes from the Arabic term aloe, aloe. Probably Let just me- aloe, but there's an H at the end. So yeah. Sure there's a little... Let me let me spell it A L L O E H. So Alo, 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 Hol. I'm trying to get the H. I can't. Cool hip. Like remember in Family Guy. <laughs> cool hip. There's an H in whip. Cool whip. Anyway, Alo, which means shining bitter substance, and Vera comes from the Latin word ver- veritas, meaning truth. Hey, it's a good weed brand too. Oh, is it? Veritas? Oh, I've never heard of that. <laughs> you like, would know sure. that. You would know that. <laughs> yeah. True. Love that. Latin. <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. I didn't know that. Okay. Love that. And the juice of the whole process leaf is bitter. So people who take the herb internally say the inner part of the aloe vera leaf is like really jelly and it's much milder and quite pleasant. So she can be a little bitter tasting too. Yeah, that too. whole leaf is 
It's not it's not great. Anybody's taking like a shot of aloe. Which oh. it's like a thing for some reason among Aloe white people juice. We're gonna get so this is our next let's yeah. let's get into this next segment. It's good. Let's talk about the uses. So bruh, I work at Whole Foods and people oh, are fucking horny for mm-hmm. aloe juice, al- aloe jelly, aloe shots. You can get um if you go to like boba places, you can request aloe jelly in place of boba. It is like blown up. People come up all the time asking for this. It's wild. People are so horny for it. <laughs> Which is cool because like aloe really does have a lot of uses. Do you want to make sure to take a moment and say like honor the fact that aloe has honestly been around for fucking centuries. Mm-hmm. People have Thousands so many of cultures of people have known for a long time that aloe has a lot of benefits. So it's just become a, a little kitschy now. But that's okay. We still love her. Just like yes. avocados. We're here for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so aloe has a ton of uses. And among those, see, aloe can speed wound healing by improving blood circulation through the area. So it's definitely something you can put, people put it a lot on burns and things like that mm-hmm. just to help it heal a little bit faster. It's also proven to increase white blood cell count, helping to strengthen your immune system. So there are a handful of reasons to ingest aloe as well. It really just helps your immune system internally and externally. It's the bomb. And we talked about aloe in our episode we did with Adam a few weeks ago talking about botanicals and beauties. So definitely Mm -hmm. go listen to that. We do talk about aloe a little bit on that episode. But, you know, in that episode, too, we talked about, like, sunburns. Yep. And getting sunburns. Like, aloe vera specifically is such a fucking lifesaver when it comes to sunburns and just burns in general. Like, highly, highly recommend using it. And, like, having just that in your house. Because, like, have you ever gone to, like, the big box store and it has, like, a whole fucking rack of aloe vera and it has, like, the little, like, rescue, like, plus sign on it. Like, I will save you. Like, that's what it's marketing towards and mm-hmm. it, it fucking works too so highly recommend buying it for those purposes at the very minimum aloe latex so latex a lot of it comes from aloe vera plants and contains chemicals that work as a laxative <laughs> ew um, <laughs> but use this sparingly as it can overcorrect the problem so any Yikes. any kind of like inflammation and digestive like issues and that's like why aloe vera water is so popular right now is because it is so great for like your gut health so highly recommend like using it for that but like I said, like you, <laughs> you can be on the toilet for a long time if you do. <laughs> yeah, in moderation. <laughs> yes. The aloe gel also has properties that have shown to be harmful to certain types of bacteria and fungi. So again, that kind of furthers its use as a healing agent just to kind of help fight off these bacteria, especially during COVID. A lot of people were making hand sanitizer and stuff like that using aloe vera, which is really cool. I will say a lot of these uses are specific to aloe vera. So if you go to the store and you buy a really cute kind of aloe because you like the way that it looks, just know that you can't like cut a leaf off of that tiny thing and use it. It's not going to work the same. It does have to be aloe vera. They don't all have the same medicinal properties. They're all a little different. But that's kind of why aloe vera is such a, a household plant. Definitely. That's what everybody recognizes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And fun fact about aloe, Cleopatra, the queen herself, she used aloe vera all the time in like her beauty regimen and in healing. And like in Egypt, it is actually a belief. It's called the immortality plant. So because it never died in the fucking like arid conditions in parts of Africa so she used that plant being like it's gonna make me immortal bitches like (laughs) watch out but there's just so many great medicinal purposes that come from aloe definitely look in and do your own research definitely again talk to your fucking doctor if you like are concerned about certain things we are not your doctor not your doctor still like having just a simple aloe plant in your home and using it for like burns and cuts and scrapes and whatever Mm -hmm. it does really like feel good and like soothing and plus like it's your plant healing you besides just like you know fucking marijuana yeah (laughs) totally and like I just mentioned that like not most aloe plants don't have medicinal purposes. There are quite a few that are used locally by different people. I mean, more specifically, like cultivars that you're buying at the store. 
but there are few varieties outside of aloe vera mm-hmm. that have been known to be used by locals as well. So it really just depends on your region. Around 75% of aloe species are used locally for medicinal uses. Mm-hmm. So there definitely are uses to quite a few of them. Aloe vera is just kind of the more popular house plant that people use for that yep. purpose. And some of the smaller cultivars that people have come out with that they breed for aren't necessarily for medicinal use. So just double check. But yeah, they do serve quite a lot of purpose for a lot of different local regions, which is super cool. That's really cool. Okay, so let's talk about the species. So I'm really curious to hear your like description of these to see if you have any of these. These are like I had so much fun looking these up and like getting little snapshots of them. So fun fact, there are up to about 600 different species of aloe alone. That is an insane number. And I was just like, oh, aloe vera and like a couple others. I didn't think like that many, like what the actual hell is happening. That is insane. So ton of different species we're gonna mention a few like popular ones that you will find in like your local like greenhouses and plant shops definitely online too um these are pretty easy to come by but also there's some that are really cool just looking being in the wild that you're not really gonna find necessarily in plant shops but they're just more so like wild aloes that just (laughs) grow rapidly out there so we're gonna talk a little bit about those too but let's start with this first one do you have this I do, actually. Yeah. She's a lace aloe. Scientifically, she's an aloe aristata, but I always call her an artist aloe just because (laughs) that's like what my brain sees when I look at her name. She's really cute, though. Mine is kind of big. I just pulled her inflorescence off of her today, actually. She's basically a really nice green. It gets darker towards the edge with like lighter color in the middle. And she's got just kind of like bumps and they're very symmetrical. Mm -hmm. So... It's very even and organized all the way around. The rosette is like really, it's really beautiful. Yeah, she's a pretty stunning aloe. Yeah, this one's really pretty. Yeah. And then the next one is the golden toothed aloe, which is also the scientific name is aloe nobilis? Yeah. Nobilis? No, nobilis. <laughs> I like that. Do you have this one? Um, I used to have this one and okay. I actually donated it. Oh, nice. With a few other plants. So I don't have her anymore. I had a, a variegated one. Oh, cool. They're pretty common. They're really easy to find, honestly. They do get a really nice sun stress to them, which is gorgeous. So they get nice red edges. They're also kind of bumpy, but their bumps are jut out a lot further. They look more like spikes, even though they're not spiky. It looks and like an artichoke. Yeah, it almost looks like an <laughs> artichoke. And they're not like all over. They make like a little fin on the back and on the sides of the leaves. It's very cute. She's a very cute aloe. Yeah, that one's a cute one. Yeah. Okay, so this one is a tiger tooth aloe, which is aloe juvena. That sounds right. Juvena. Do you have this one? I don't, but she's like one of the most common aloe. You find them literally everywhere. everywhere. If somebody's charging you more than $5 for a two inch, don't buy it. Oh my God. Yeah. They're yeah. like all over. Yeah. They're, I've, they're, they are everywhere. I bought one a long time ago at Home Depot and like, yeah, still, yeah, they're very easy to come still by. Kicking. And do you have this one currently? I don't. I don't no. think so. I don't think you do either. I think you did at one point. I probably did. It's going to sound really shitty, but I've gone through a lot of them and just kind of, I have to narrow it down. So most of the ones that I have are like (laughs) specific cultivars. That one's one's pretty though. Mm -hmm. Okay. This one I'm obsessed with. Okay. So it's known as the short leaf aloe. So aloe brevifolia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have this one? I don't. She's beautiful though. Yeah. This one has like a really thick, wide leaf base Mm -hmm. within the rosette so it's not thin leafed and then its tips are like this like blushy like reddish pink color Mm -hmm. and she's like hella thick like it almost looks like I mean I hate to say it like a rose because high rosette but like (laughs) it really does like have this beautiful form like a rose that one's really really pretty I wonder if that one you could probably find she's pretty easy too yeah she's pretty common you should be able to find her Okay, this one. This one's dope. I love this picture you found. This one's a red aloe. She's an aloe cameronii. This looks like War of the Worlds. It really does look like War of the Worlds. Like the stuff that the aliens spray everywhere and the red stuff that grows. This is what it fucking looks like. She's so cool. (laughs) And I don't have one of these. She's dope though. 
Yeah, I feel I like her. this is one where you kind of like find them in the wild or maybe like maybe arid landscaping I could see or like botanical gardens. Mm-hmm. But I don't really see this in like the houseplant market. No, uh, But really. wow, what a freaking cool aloe. She's so cute. Like so fucking cool. And the flowers, this picture we're looking at has like these big bushy red flowers with it. Oh my gosh. And she's like all red. I mean, it's just like this red creepy little aloe Mm -hmm. like a long spindly hands she's really cute yep okay snake aloe aloe barumii do you have this one i don't she looks sharp she looks like an agave it does look like an agave that's what i thought i had to fact check this one are you really an aloe yeah well i was like this really does not look like an aloe no she looks like an agave yeah but agave have sharp edges yeah they don't have the pokey edges aloe have pokey edges they don't both have a pokey edges like that little serrated edges i don't edges. think so oh my god she looks terrifying like if you fell on this aloe it would hurt yeah she and she's like kind of tallish sort of yeah she's growing very upright but yeah kind of like thinner on the top that one's cool i wonder if you could find that one the next one's stunning i don't have one no no she's a spiral aloe so she's an aloe polyphila 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 absolutely stunning the rosette is just really really tight it's almost like a golden ratio kind of thing going you know yes. yeah 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 it's really beautiful i mean just stunning this one is like this is like a very satisfying plant to look like like the spiral is just literally so perfect like you said, the golden ratio, like oh my god, it's so satisfying. Like you like. could take acid and just stare at this plant and have like a great night. Is that just me? No. You know, <laughs> I feel like some of us out there probably have done that with our plants. Not maybe not necessarily the spiral aloe, but probably have done that with our plants. She's worth it. Not me, said the flea, but <laughs> others have. Okay, sand aloe. So this is aloe. I almost said hernia. <laughs> <laughs> Her heron her her heronius. There's like an extra syllable in there. There really is. Hold on. Her Hair Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. We're gonna pronounce this together, okay? I really am committed to this one now. Harry I didn't just wanna make him Harry. Her, okay, let me just spell it. H-E-R-E-R-O-E-N-S-I-S. Heroensis. 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 We love that. Okay, do you have this? (laughs) I don't. And honestly, she looks basic for how complicated that name was. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. Does she not almost look like an aloe vera? It does have like, yeah. Because it's like, I'm an aloe vera, but I'm not helpful. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of see that. I see that. I think it's just her name. I think I'm just bitter. (laughs) I I can feel that. Okay. Sand aloe. So aloe maculata. Do you have this one? I don't feel like I have that exact one, but I feel like that's definitely apparent in, yeah, a couple of them. Or maybe like a, like maybe you might have like aloe maculata, like SP or something. Yeah. Like hybrids of it. It's, yeah. It does look really cute. She has like the same serrated edges, but she's like, she's more like a grayish green. She's mm-hmm. like a very cool tone with like, instead of like actual bumps, just like a really cute white patterning. Mm-hmm. It's like very consistent, but just like white patterning all the way across the leaf. It's really cute. The that spikes really almost pretty. look red. Yeah. And then this next one is wild looking. So this one's called Van Balen's Aloe, also known as Aloe Van Balenii. I love her. Her leaves just like green. They just look like leafy and green, but like. Like an octopus arms. It's like super like curly and like kind of just wild looking in the way it's growing. And it's just kind of like, it's that growth pattern, not necessarily like a rosette, but it's just like starting to grow that stem or that trunk Mm -hmm. of it. So you can tell like as it's getting taller, it's going to start losing the leaves on the bottom Yeah, and just be this really tall looking tree looking plant yeah it's like a it's like a big old spider plant with structure yes spider plant or like a zero graphica yeah yeah oh my god so cool like a giant zeographica but with more of a green hue she's gorgeous okay so then this this next one is oh gosh aloe striata yeah and i do have this one you do have this one i do yeah okay wait 
Is it a small baby one? She's using a six-inch pot right now. Okay. I can show her to you. She's growing really funky right now because I'm giving her more light than she's than she had before. Yeah. <laughs> she's doing some weird things. But, yeah, she's really cool. They have, like, a really beautiful, like, soft bluish green tone to them mm-hmm. with, like, literally, like, pink margins. I mean, she's cute. And it doesn't, does this one have, like, serrated edges, like, those, like, little, like, pokies on no, it? No, it's soft. That's so wild. Yeah. That's really cool. Little, I wonder if it's, like, a hybrid or, like, something. Or maybe it's its own species or, like, like outside of its own species. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, a subspecies. She's so cute if nature just, like, gave us that. <laughs> cute little pink margins and shit. I love her. Okay, this one I have seen before. It's aloe. Help me out. How do you say that? Alloplicatillus. I feel like you've had this one. I do have this one, and it's not an aloe anymore. Oh, stop. Okay, she what is it? She was reclassified. She's, I believe, a Kumara. Okay. And she's the only one in her genus. They gave, they made a genus just for her. Oh. I know. She's called a fan aloe. Yeah, so she has more rounded edges than, like, straight up, like, pokey mm-hmm. edges. Yeah. I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Aww. And her trunk gets like very defined. She grows like in a perfect pattern. Like all of her leaves are perfectly symmetrical. Um, yeah. Perfectly symmetrical to each other. They don't go in a rosette. They just mm-hmm. go out in like a fan. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Gotcha. And you said you do have this one. I do. Yeah. I can show her to you. She's really cute. Oh my God. Okay. Nice little baby. That's cute. And then this one, I see this one. All the time. All of the time. I thought it was a Haworthia for the longest time. They're all so similar. So similar. But this one is a partridge breast tiger aloe, also known as aloe vergata. These ones are like super soft. They have this really cool pattern to it. Mm -hmm. Hence the name tiger or hence the name partridge breast because those animals have that really cool pattering on them. And that's what it really resembles. And the way it's growing is like, it's kind of like lays a leaf out, lays a leaf out. So it's not so much a rosette. No, it's like a triangle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she's like a triangle and she's like a really common one to like make hybrids like I see a lot of like you know the aloe they're not necessarily gasteria do you know what I'm talking I about think I know what there's like a really about. popular hybrid that uses this as one of the parents yeah and yeah I, I, you see her everywhere everywhere I know exactly what you're talking about I don't remember the name of it what's the name of your small aloe your baby like your smallest like species aloe oh I would have to double check um, she's literally the smallest aloe though. She's from Madagascar. This one? Yeah. So aloe discoingzii. Okay. <laughs> I bet you a couple of those consonants are like silent. Like that S or that C. One, one of them seems like it's silent. Englishing buying the shit out of all these names. <laughs> I know. This one's out of Madagascar. She's native to Madagascar. And she is like teeny, 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 teeny. She never grows bigger than three inches which is just adorable. I have a couple of other aloe that are small, but yeah, she is, she's the smallest. I think that's so cool that you have that. It's so freaking cute. I love Yeah, that. I found her on a whim too. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just saw her at the store. See, you have all these species and I have my two. I have my aloe vera and I have that like pink blush one. I literally, there's like, I couldn't find a scientific name. It's literally <laughs> like pink blush aloe. Aww. But I mean, that's cute. Yeah. I like, I could not find a name for it. It was literally just called that. So I was like, okay, I love it. But I need more aloe in my life. Again, like I hope with like the Sansevieria episode, this also inspires a lot of people to look into more aloe. There's so yeah. many cool species out there. The genus is just so interesting and fascinating to learn about and just how resilient they are and not only being resilient but how much it gives back to us as a human species Mm -hmm. like it literally is just a healing plant for us and like how freaking cool is that so definitely should look into getting more aloe in your collection yes all the aloe (laughs) my christmas carol is super cute the castellonia is like an amazing variety there are like so many cool varieties out there guys you gotta take notes Mm -hmm. take freaking notes and we'll share this too 
um, some pictures on our Instagram. Speaking of, you should follow us on Instagram at Two Girls One Plant. We're also at Just Pups and Plants and Amusing Plants. Mm-hmm. That's our personal ones. Follow us on TikTok and YouTube and Facebook and Patreon. If you join Patreon, you get automatic access to our private Facebook group, which yeah, is really awesome. Private Facebook group and our close friends community on Instagram, which is probably where we're the most active for our private community just because it's such an easy platform to do that on. You also have the opportunity to get access to bonus content. You get access to episodes first. We can even do plant consultations and just talk to you about your plants. It's pretty cool and it's fun. So definitely check that out. We also did drop some new merch. So (gasps) make sure to go to twogirlsoneplant.com. So you can check that out. Alex worked really hard. This design was his idea. He absolutely, he was just inspired by it. That would be really cool. And it's not often that he gets inspired by something for the podcast. So (laughs) I was super excited to work on it with him. It's all about spreading love this summer. So make sure you go check it out. There's a really cute shirt and even a little tote bag to go with it. And yeah, we appreciate you guys listening week after week. And then do you want to do our shout out? Okay. Yes. Let's do our shout out of the week. So shout out and love towards these folks. So I was on Miss TikTok, as I always am. And somebody was doing, let me set the scene. This person was doing a tour of their home and it was like subtle things that weebs have in their home. (laughs) And there was like a poster and I was like, oh my God, that poster. And I was like searching in the comments for like where they got the poster from. I found this person's Etsy shop. So it's Jay Feldman Art on Etsy and Instagram. Their stuff is so fucking cool so they make these like almost like botanical collection prints of disney treats disney park (gasps) treats or um all of the sculptures that you find at epcot you know for the uh garden show like that's so cute they also do like studio ghibli characters and they all like come together um there's all the flowers from animal crossing and all the fruit from animal crossing like there's all these really cool and like i really like their designs a lot Ooh, babe we need so, new studio art yes, oh I my know. goodness okay so highly recommend checking them out i do have a ton of stuff in my cart. i'm just waiting to get paid so i can like buy a lot of their shit so but their stuff is so fucking dope so check them out jay feldman art and then your shout out yes so my shout out is going to be for Sony Lopez Chavez. She is also an artist on Instagram, which is where I primarily follow her. Her handle is Sony, S-O-N-I underscore artist. She does a lot of really beautiful images that usually pertain to different minorities, especially the Latin community. I have to admit, as you guys know, there is a lot happening in Cuba and I haven't really talked about it a lot this episode, but has been weighing on me quite a bit and I've seen a lot of Latin brands that haven't supported the Cuban community in the way that that they've kind of asked. And it's really disheartening. So it's really cool to see a Latin artist that is listening to the Cuban community, is understanding what's happening there, and is supporting that cause. The truth is the Cuban community, Cuba could be a domino effect for the rest of Latin America, many countries of which have experienced a lot of the same harassment and abuse from their government. So yeah. Love that support from her. Love to see artists listening to the people. Love to support Latin artists. So she's amazing. Go check her out. Awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, check us out everywhere. Go buy a fucking aloe plant. Get healed <laughs> with that aloe love. And we yes. will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.